was a 2,000-year-old historical treasure. What? What is wrong with you? There's nothing wrong with me. I I've been practicing just like you taught me, but it isn't sinking in, okay? It hasn't clicked like you said it would. Cora, this isn't something you can force. If you would only listen to me. I have been! But you know what I think? Maybe the problem isn't me. Maybe the reason I haven't learned airbending yet is because you're a terrible teacher! Ugh. Yeah, you're a terrible teacher, Daddy. Hotman. Welcome to the Ember Island Podcast, the show where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Barbara. And today we are knee-deep into Legend of Korra and we're continuing with Book 1, Chapter 2, A Leap in the Wind. So before we begin, what's our spoiler policy? So, for all of the Legend of... Of Korra episodes, we are we are doing we are only spoiling things in real time compared to compared to the, to the episode you are listening to. Therefore, everything from every season of Avatar, but only the first two episodes of Korra ahead. Yep, and I'm gonna try my damnedest not to spoil anything past that. <laughs> so. Uh, in this episode, Cora kickstarts her airbending training, but it turns out she sucks. It's she found her polar opposite somewhere to hang struggling with earthbending. And in the meantime, she also wants to go check out some pro bending matches, but Tenzin is a hard ass and will let her. So <laughs> what do you think of this episode? Um, I think that Cora's a brat and like maybe if she tried airbending for more than one day, Dude, she would right? be good at it. <laughs> I said the same thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that it was different for Aang because he had a time limit. So I yeah. was fine with <laughs> him getting. Well, he also got he also got um, got um, frustrated with earth bending after it seemed like a few days of trying. I got frustrated watching Korra try airbending for one day. Mm hmm. And it is such a stark difference compared to, um, compared to when I watched Avatar with Aang, because when Aang was struggling with Earthbending specifically, it seemed like he was struggling for like a bit longer. Plus, he had that pretty harsh timeline in the yeah. back of his brain. <laughs> uh huh. Cora. <laughs> well, I mean, she's cool. Mm -hmm. And we haven't been introduced to our main villain for book one yet, so like, yeah, really. What Tenzin's not the villain? No way. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I was like, but he's ruining like, all of the fun. Because mm -hmm. I was like, what? She's only been here like three days, maybe, and she's already calling him out and being a horrible teacher. I'm like, dude, give it some time. Gotta. <laughs> yeah, Cora. Cora. It's not Cora's shining moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shining moment here. It might just be the pacing, but here, I think that they're doing Cora a disservice by making her seem 
like a spoiled brat that like gets everything right the first time and if she doesn't get it then she throws a fit and mm-hmm. and and that's and that's really unfortunate um i know that they are trying to make her learn patience um but maybe being nice to Tenzin is is part of being the avatar yeah i guess what gets me about it is like on the one hand um i'm all for characters having flaws and i don't mind and i i like cora most of the time yeah sometimes uh, yeah so like i'm i don't have a problem with her necessarily being a hothead or whatever i mean very zuko of her but i don't know i guess there's just something like uh, maybe just because it is so immediate <laughs> her frustration that it's frustrating to see your blow up that quickly yeah i think yeah yeah i think that the problem is that we didn't get a montage of her trying yeah yeah because bitter work you're right we did get like a full montage of ang trying and failing and and sure sometimes people that are prodigies can like can like not get one thing and, mm-hmm. and and then it just throws them way out of whack and like she doesn't know how to how to react to it but it but it doesn't really really make her likable and it's really unfortunate because this is the second episode and and I have only seen one episode of her where she was also very very reckless which mm-hmm. which might be their point where where like Cora's young and she is reckless and because she didn't grow up during a time of war she she can be young and reckless and make and make mistakes and maybe once we learn about the villain one and when she has to save the day she will grow from it yeah i I think it's yeah it does feel kind of harsh since this is the second episode that yeah get to know cora so yeah just it feels like abrupt and i don't know because yeah, and you know, maybe that's what they're going for. Like, not supposed to like her her as much at this point in time and just watch how she grows. Because, I mean, they kind of did something similar with Zuko, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if I was the biggest Zuko fan the first couple episodes, but I think it helped because he had Iroh as, like, the comic relief by comparison. And so how they bounce off each other. It, uh, <laughs> his hot-temperedness was balanced out by... <laughs> I. I also think I also think part of the problem is that Korra's the avatar and we're supposed to like the avatar mm-hmm. and like Zuko was the villain we're, we're not supposed to like the uh, villain so if the mm-hmm. villain starts doing funny stuff well that's <laughs> like a positive but like Korra doing like Korra being like herself because she's the main character and and, and also because we because we don't have all of the background that like we that that we had with like Katara and Sokka who they didn't put in the series because they can't <laughs> handle Sokka and Aang and even Toph we 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 have that positive background first so that when they do dumb stuff <laughs> we have the positive to fall back on I don't know um yeah. but anyway from the from the from the top of the episode um what do you uh, think of the world's uh, shortest intro first <laughs> oh there was an intro <laughs> <laughs> well 
Like, when can you miss it? It's like five yeah, seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, legitimately, maybe Netflix skips it. Uh, no, it's ma- not. I'm telling you. No? It's, it's, yeah, it's that short. Yeah, I blinked. <laughs> it's not a Netflix thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I blinked. Um, not a good intro. D- didn't even know that there that there was one. Um, three out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I do love the recaps uh, in the show with like the old school 1920s reporter. Like last time on Cora, <laughs> I-, I can't do it very well. Sorry. Oh, love it. The pan. Cora went to Republic accent. City. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so great. Transatlantic. So, nice so mm, and I like the what the old school movie filter they semi-tone filter they put yeah. over it too. Yeah, that's kind of nice. It's it is just neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we open the episode proper with Cora at Air Temple Island uh, reading a newspaper about how the buzzard wasps uh, kicked mass at the latest pro bending match. Yeah. So um, the guy that is on the newspaper, <laughs> um, he's too well drawn. <laughs> what not make an does he pop up in? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah uh i think it's safe to say he shows up again <laughs> yeah um absolutely when does all that he work? show up i would have died if they didn't if he didn't make a reappearance like they just put all that effort some intern put all that effort into that yeah, newspaper it's like what to have like a crazy design with a crazy comb over <laughs> like what <laughs> uh later on uh, 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 uh later on cora uh Cora firebends another newspaper that like <laughs> just so happens to have another character that is like super super well drawn. Except it's we Lynn. saw her. <laughs> that yeah. is Lynn. So mm-hmm. so that double like lampshaded it of. Oh well, cool. Yeah. So Cora's really into pro bending, um, and at this point, we the audience don't really know what it is, but it's it sounds like cool. The sport in Republic City, basically. Tenzin is not so jazzed, thinking it's a, quote, mockery to the noble spirit of bending, <laughs> which I guess when you are very focused on the spiritual, yeah, I guess uh, pro bending can seem like a bit of a, I don't know, not denial uh, or disgrace to it, I guess disgrace to <laughs> Yeah, I but. think, I think part of it is that, well, okay, so this is, this going kind of like deep in, deep into it. But there are what four airbenders left. Mm-hmm. Tenzin, Tenzin doesn't. Tenzin doesn't have the just just the ability to like frivolously use his bending. Mm. He is the only representation of a grown airbender there is, and basically his entire culture. So, so everyone that he teaches has to be taught to the, to the best example, because anyone that isn't taught right can, can like irrevocably change the entire Arabending culture. So like, (laughs) so, so like he, so he can't go to like one of those bending exhibitions because then it's not taking his heritage seriously. Um, especially when airbending was so closely linked 
to the air nomad culture because every mm-hmm. single air nomad was a bender which yeah. um there are more monks there than than people that can that can airbend do people get magic airbending powers later please i, I don't know like like the kids can't marry each other <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't know uh, but I am, but I'm pumped for it. Um, I am also, uh, not like, I am, I am just questioning why people would, would want to follow like airbending culture when they can't airbend. Cause it seems like a lot I guess of it's like, around airbending. Yeah. But if you're into the lifestyle, the whole like detaching oneself and. Oh well, yeah. The spirituality um, aspect. Spirit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can see why I, people would like want to be a part of it. Maybe. Yeah, I might just be be like a terrible person that is like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to be a cool bender doing like cool tricks? <laughs> isn't isn't that the cool thing? Maybe I am like maybe I am like Cora, and I should be more spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Tenzin's not happy about Cora being all into pro-bending. She should be focusing on her airbending because turns out Cora's never been able to airbend at all, period. So, like, when we see her when she's five, she's bending three out of four of those elements. One of them is not air. Or one of them, the one that she's not bending is air. Which, able to do it. which I wonder, um, did Aang bend any of the elements as right. a kid because it seemed I, like he turned 12 and they told him i get the feeling that maybe he didn't because temperament wise in contrast to cora ang is well behaved <laughs> yeah or nicer i don't know um yeah but he's like more on the pacifist side and is not as uh he learned patience and peace yeah mm-hmm. he's not all in on fighting specifically like Korra is like I can imagine even if Korra was not the avatar like bending would still be like a huge hobby of hers like I I mean oh yeah not surprised that she spoiler alert joins the pro bending team afterward but like yeah I, I guess it's kind of just a difference in character really so I can I'm not too surprised if that is the case where Aang never really bended everything else yeah. plus it plus it might be a thing of n- not like confidence but but i don't think it's a confidence it's thing i think it's just temperament, temperament. rash yeah mm-hmm. yeah and cora's very rash, <laughs> rash. Yeah. i like her though mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so um so um apparently often the the one element that is the most difficult to master is the one most opposite to the avatar's personality. Uh, so, um, so, um, for, so for, for Aang, it was earthbending, which, which makes sense because mm-hmm. Aang, Aang, Aang always had a problem with standing his ground and being it's forceful. And yeah. he runs away from his problems instead of facing them head on like a rock. <laughs> yep. That is definitely Aang. Yep. Um, so yeah, Cora's but, um, problem is that she's the exact opposite. 
and uh. is not really spiritual, which that, I mean, air is all about and having to be, I don't know, what's the word? Um, air is the only element that you can't see. You have to believe it's there. You have to move <laughs> with it. And it's and it's basically intangible. So it makes sense that someone that solves most of their problems physically, uh, running head on, literally, <laughs> towards toward towards them, has a problem with with a element that they can't make something solid from. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it, it's like, quote, being like a leaf and just following the direction of where the wind takes you and yeah. pivoting accordingly. Yeah. Um, as is said multiple times, Cora doesn't have patience. And we <laughs> saw that the first episode where she decides to go to Republic City and then she does and then she does what she wants even though she 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 doesn't understand the situation and <laughs> and and she faces a, a a lot of things head on and she does what she wants and and part of that problem i think stems from Cora not having friends <laughs> because like be, be, because she never had to conceive yeah, she never to really, anyone else. Yeah, that's true. And then it's like when you're super cloistered like that as the avatar, I guess, and like you know, everyone's telling you you are like essentially the chosen one. <laughs> I mean, I I am be, the chosen one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be too surprising if it's just like, oh, I'm kind of just expecting to get my way, regardless to a degree because I'm that important. Not even that, be, 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 because I think that it is a little different where it isn't that she, she gets her way because she's important. It's that she gets her way because she's the only child there. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> so like, no like, one. Clearly, and then it's like, yeah, clearly she was definitely an only child because <laughs> everyone oh, with siblings yeah. knows that you have to share and compromise and be patient because that's just how life works. Yeah. <laughs> also, maybe. Maybe if she had a sibling, she would fight better. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor sibling. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Cora is kind of insecure about not being able to airbend at all. I love the, I love the way she's wearing her airbending uniform. Yeah, it looks bit. weird on her. Yeah, which looks, I like. I like that it looks weird on her. Yeah, it kind of fits <laughs> her. Um, yeah, she rolled up the sleeves and then Tenzin comes to roll them back down in the process of talking to her and encouraging her. That was a nice oh. touch. <laughs> oh, um, something else that I forgot to mention. I like how, well, like, um, so, um, so Cora doesn't seem to have any of the moral problems with, with bending that Aang did because firebending is normal now. <laughs> So she doesn't have to <laughs> go through the thing of oh well like fire is fire is used to harm people blah 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 so like she she seems a lot more accepting of her abilities initially than a mm -hmm. but we've but we've talked about that before yeah she makes me wonder who was her firebending teacher um or her earthbending teacher for that matter 
uh so is this like random people uh what what i would want it to be is that katara taught her water toph taught her earth earth bending and zuko taught her fire fire bending but it seems like zuko and toph have things going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if toph's even alive maybe they like killed her off too (laughs) oh no all right so yeah Korra's on her way to start her airbending training they go to like this obstacle course of panels that all spin in different directions when you throw air into the mix yeah Tenzin's kids are very excited to see Korra epically fail at this (laughs) um I I loved how Korra just went for it head on and hit them all with her face (laughs) yeah this thing looks hard though like I would suck at it too shoot I feel like I get impatient game hit in the face constantly on that like I mean it's cool when Janora does it and I wrote again, shout out to the animators on this particular season. I forgot how like fluid and Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, how fluid the animation is specifically. Like I enjoy watching fancy footwork animation and animation in general. Like I just I find mm-hmm. it enjoyable. So also Janora is my favorite. Yeah, Janora's great. I like Janora. She's the studious normal one <laughs> of the three. Who is gonna be a goth kid? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um cora was not the leaf um no. and I, I love the, i love the 3d obstacle course too it's like in 3d <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah it is it, it is really cool it's weird that tenzin doesn't teach something easier first <laughs> all right this is level one are you kidding me like <laughs> give me the meditation first at least like oh my god <laughs> like i'd be really freaked out if that were my first assignment like well can i just like do the air ball or something first like yeah <laughs> yeah air ball <laughs> we yeah oh you know ang a hundred percent played air played oh, air ball with 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 Tenzin for so no long that like Tenzin hates games. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's so it's so crazy how much of a hard ass he is in comparison to Aang. Sometimes it's like, wow. <laughs> well, maybe Aang got got more serious as he aged. Maybe I still mm-hmm. imagine he kept his playful side though. Oh yeah, no, too much airball. Tenzin's uh-huh. just sick of airball. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna teach his kids airball. Air airball's the cultural cornerstone that's gonna die with him. Uh, no, yeah. though, he's probably Tenzin's just tired of it because I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's just would always win. Aang yeah. is Aang is not the fun dad that 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 like lets you win some sometimes because he's literally a master. Mm-hmm. He's definitely I, the not fun dad who wins every time because he's just having fun. Uh, I'm sure he's just disappointed. He, my head canon is that he taught his kids how to do the airball, and his kids are so like so much on caffeine half the time <laughs> that he's just sick and tired of seeing them run up the walls literally with the airballs. <laughs> so it's like I regret ever teaching him that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Cora is frustrated. I mean, I'd be frustrated too, not going to lie at this point. I and then, too. yeah. So then it cuts to 
Cora trying to airbend out a newspaper with Lynn Bay on it. <laughs> Love her. Yeah. My heart. <laughs> airbend. So great. <laughs> Uh, and then she gets distracted because some of the White Lotus people who decided to stick around to watch her every move, to quote Cora, are listening to a radio to some radio coverage of the live pro bending tournament that's going on across the way. So- Mako's got Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Love it sounds it. like an exciting game. Uh, the White Lotus people are really into it. Cora's on the roof, eavesdropping in on it, seemingly very excited. And here comes the Killjoy Tenzin, <laughs> who he stops the fun immediately. And uh, Tenzin chastises Cora, but Cora's like, well, you just said I couldn't watch it. You didn't say anything about listening to it. <laughs> Tenzin's annoyed. And then she's just like, well, shouldn't you be in bed by now? And I love every time he walks away when he's Tenzin's mad. Tenzin's such a dad. such a dad. I just I love any time he's angry and angrily walking away, the wind goes off with him with his cape. i love it it's very like it reminds me of like miyazaki with hair you know when like Mm -hmm. characters get emotional and miyazaki movies their hair raises up even though there's like no wind in sight yeah whenever he is frustrated he reminds me of Sokka in the best way Sokka and him seem to (laughs) do like the 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 like quick reaction i'm not angry you're angry type of thing and mm-hmm. and i think that's 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 great because it shows not just ang's side of the family but also katara's side of the family i would also how awesome would it have been to have sokka as your uncle uh just just have sokka in the show oh my god yeah <laughs> i don't know once i just why can't we be have like crazy adventurer inventor Sokka that like probably planned the entirety of like um Republic City? Oh, dude, I know. Like, I'm sure it was like the brainchild initially of Zuko and Aang, but I think ultimately it was Sokka who figured out the nitty gritty details of it. I guess. Oh yeah, uh, and. And something else, which, like, aside, sorry that I keep on jumping, but I know last episode we said that, like, Tenzin did not look, did not look like, um, like, um, Katara at all. Tenzin has some Sokka in, Sokka in him. <laughs> so I do think that it isn't just pulling from Aang. Okay. There's some, there, there, there is some hot dad in there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Yep. So then the next day, Cora's second lesson is meditating, which is totally not up her alley at all. Uh, yeah. Tenzin's three kids are also there meditating. Like, kudos, seriously? Getting yeah. those kids of all people? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Tenzin's like, well, look, even Milo's meditating. <laughs> Cora's he's like, uh, he's just asleep. <laughs> I feel like that would be me. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then Cora, I love it. Cora gets like frustrated because she thinks that she's just meditating wrong because she because she's not the type of person that likes to sit still. Yeah. I, I love Tenzin's reaction to Milo's sleeping. Oh. I was like, oh well, I guess he got the relaxing part down. So yeah. <laughs> so cute. But yeah, this is definitely not for Cora. Cora has a very short attention span and is very impatient when it comes to these things. 
versus oh, yeah. like you see Aang meditate all the time in order to calm down yeah. and figure things out. Uh, Katara has the best like teenager comebacks. So, um, <laughs> so um, Tenzin's like air. Air is the element of freedom. And Korra's like, freedom? I don't have any freedom here. I can't wow. do anything I want. You just said you won't let me leave Air Temple Island and stuff. <laughs> Go watch some pro pending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Korra's not happy. And and she runs off to get some yeah. bleachy juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in typical Disney princess fashion, uh, she channels Ariel and goes where the pro benders are so she runs away <laughs> while getting some quote lychee juice <laughs> yeah so yeah Cora so she goes swim. across the island i know man some water bending yeah. definitely learn from katara yeah and yeah and she's swimming towards las vegas <laughs> yeah or this giant glowing arena where a match is about to take place so she makes her way over to the arena, kind of sneaks in, and ends up in, like, the practice gym area, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. And then there's, like, this crotchety, cranky old man who's like, you're not supposed to be here, whatever. And then in comes Bolin. Oh, I love or him. Or as I like to call him, Diet Sokka. I like him a lot, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Bolin pulls... Uh, and like Aladdin and Jasmine meet cute fashion. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh yeah. She's, She's with like, me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, don't worry about it. <laughs> um We're not together together. No, we're not together. We're not a couple. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, um I yeah, I just wrote in parentheses, so is Cora going to ruin the brother's relationship? <laughs> <laughs> is that what this series is about? Just both of the brothers fighting over Korra? A tale of two brothers and <laughs> yeah, the destruction of family. I mean, I yeah, I know that 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 that, that they were afraid that like boys wouldn't watch this show if like the main character was a girl, but like triple love interest mm. love triangle <laughs> no. i don't know i don't know yeah just folks for the record whenever i say i i don't know that's my version of a poker face trying to like hide all the spoiler information that i definitely know about because i've yeah. seen the show all the way through so. when yeah <laughs> when 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 i say i don't know it's because i don't yeah our definitions of i don't know are very different <laughs> in this context yeah. so um i really like bolin I know that I thought that he was going to be exactly like Peta Malark, but I, but but I one don't think that he bakes bread, um, and two, I think that he has more confidence than Peta, and I think that's better, <laughs> and I think that's healthier for him. Yeah, I, it's it seems it seems like Bolin had. Is like a fully realized person, even though him, 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 and his brother have a dark, sad, terribly sad backstory. <laughs> yeah, what gave you that idea? <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Um. Two things. Uh. One. I. I. I was on this like white on rice when <laughs> when they were like we live in the attic. I was like, oh, <laughs> like Aladdin. <laughs> cool. <laughs> 
okay. Honestly, it's kind of like these two are kind of like if you cut Aladdin's character in half. Like you yeah. give the cheeky, kind of cocky, um, fun so side like to in, and then you get <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> and then you give, and then you give the angst. <laughs> to uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, Les, also, I want to mention um, the character the I like voice the actor most. for Colin, PJ Byrne. If you ever find a picture of him, he looks. I feel like this is a case where they modeled this character after PJ Byrne because he looks oh. identical to Colin. It's kind of crazy. I'm like, y'all took a lot of inspiration from <laughs> this voice actor. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah so we are in- one. <laughs> but also, lay- later on, the. Uh, the announcers uh, uh what was the quote if it's like yeah um brothers from oh that's that's a bad <laughs> noise sorry <laughs> brothers from the school of hard knocks it's like yeah okay um dead parents living in the attic do do they have to pro bend for like their freedom and, and food or else some like rich guy is gonna kill them <laughs> you know but like the avatar is gonna gonna like save one of them the one she dates so that they have to fight <laughs> i'd say i don't know but you're very perceptive and i yeah you're on yeah. the right track yeah I'll get the totes. <laughs> okay no um no. listeners you might think i i have like seen things if you have I watched have the entire thing but i'm i'm just that good <laughs> I just there, read too much. I, I just have no life. Yep, there have been multiple times already uh, from the first two episodes that we've done so far and the predictions episode where I'm like, oh my God, how does she know this? Saddlemobiles. <laughs> I am telling you, that one girl, Asami, her last name has to be Sato. She has to be the car girl. And like she hates her dad. That has to be what's going on. I have no no evidence other than the cars are called automobiles and she drives sometimes. I don't know. But there's but there's 12 episodes. We gotta get this right. Okay. Yeah. So we Bolin takes Cora to the arena. It looks pretty cool it's just like this giant pokemon arena i love it yeah that's what it is yeah it's basically a pokemon arena or any arena that you see in a shonen anime (laughs) that's like cut in half so there's like the blue side and the red side that consists of the one for ruby yeah (laughs) yep and it's just like up above like a pool of water which people fall into so which um i want everyone to know that if you fall from a very high point into water, the it's water concrete. hurts. Yeah, like I'm assuming that platform isn't that high, but like I feel like that would still hurt. Like, like it looks like 20 feet. Uh, I wouldn't want to belly flop into that. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a, it's cool. It kind of reminds me of the Earth Rumble Six Stadium, actually. Yes. It looks very similar. Except, except water's around it. Yeah. Um, no here. Yeah, um, Mako is amazing. Uh, uh, Mako's, Mako's like, you, you don't have to stop bringing your crazy band girls in here. Oh, love it. Uh, yeah, but there's something special about her. Because, I, I don't know. 
she because she's a woman i i know that like bolin seems like great but i think he's a bit of a player he is like oh, oh yeah, a girl someone that i can try <laughs> try things with i have a chance maybe i need it parent issues all right hug, hug me please <laughs> i live in the attic um <laughs> Yeah, so here comes Mako, the angry. I, I actually like them a lot. <laughs> I, I like them a lot. They're fun. Yeah, I, I like their introductions here. Yeah. No, um, Mako's like, uh, okay, Mako's diet Zuko, Bolin's diet Sokka. Sokka yeah. <laughs> and like, I like both of those characters. So, so, so like, give me those similar characters that seem a bit more well adjusted okay yeah <laughs> we're here <laughs> yep so plus it's, it's cool that to see like 70 years later yeah you have brothers one who's like a firebender and the other's an earthbender who's an earthbender which i called the shit out of that you did call the shit out of that i was like damn <laughs> what i wanted i i wanted that since 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 the first series <laughs> love it yeah, it's a nice touch. So Cora's gonna hang out in the uh, what do you call that booth in like a theater where it's just like your own personal box box seats, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she gets to hang out in the box and watch the the match. And then we are finally officially introduced to pro bending. So I feel like how most people feel about book one in particular is heavily based on how much you enjoy watching pro bending. <laughs> Because there's a lot of it in this particular oh. season. Uh-huh. I personally like pro bending. I think it's kind of a cool sport and a natural progression of this world that Avatar has come up with since the first show. I actually do enjoy playing it. So there was a really shitty Legend of Korra video game that came out um, while the show was still airing. And it, it wasn't a good game, but there was a pro bending tournament mini game, which is, I actually enjoyed. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun to play. But yeah, mm. I, I think it's fun to watch. I, I particularly like the animation and like just stylistic differences with how people bend in this game because it's a lot more quick. Yeah, it's more quick. It's very boxing like. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is actually the perfect analog, specifically B. Because of the time period that they are trying to emulate. Yeah. The announcers also sound like boxing announcers. <laughs> yeah. again, it might just be the 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 like time transatlantic accent getting to me. hmm Yeah, but I find for most people like your mileage may vary on how much you like or dislike okay. bending, which I think determines how a lot of people feel about this particular season. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. I thought it was fine. Yep. Um, I've, I've, I thought that it was fine. Um, I think I, uh, we'll see how I feel about it later because part of the fun for me was figuring out the rules as things happened. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I like how the game actually seems like a fully thought out fledged, fledged game as in it's. I agree. It isn't like Quidditch where it's, yeah, do this, get like 150 points, win forever. 
Um, I feel bad because I was literally about to say it's kind of like Quidditch. Oh. <laughs> no, I think that, well, it is, it, it is like Quidditch, except there isn't a seeker because there's no Harry Harry Potter and like everyone can be the avatar I guess yeah I I kind of don't think it's fair that Cora can play (laughs) with everyone else yeah I guess it's just like an honesty policy type deal slash they'll fall they'll they'll foul her anyway if she's using a different element other than water which she ends up going with after the fact Plus, I do. I like the I like the team names here. You got buzzard wasps, platypus bears, uh, fire ferrets. Fire ferrets. Yeah, they are all animal names. Speaking of which, if there is not a turtle ducks team, I will riot. Like a disgrace to the sport if there is no team called the turtle ducks. Because why not? Why would you not have that? How how uh, they should call themselves the armored turtle ducks. Yay. I mean, um, picture it. He's so cute. Oh, I'm just picturing the shell that's just like made out of metal. Yes. Yes. With like spikes. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. But still the same adorable face. Yeah. I was basically picturing Blastoise. <laughs> <laughs> but duck? Yeah. Uh, I want it. Uh, I'm here for that. Okay. Yeah. So we watch a little bit of the pro bending and pick up. Mako is cool under fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, uh, I think the animation for it is done really well here too. I yeah. just, yeah. Uh, um, I think I think that Zuko came up with this game. <laughs> you think Zuko came up with it? Well, it's it is reminiscent of it. Well, like I think that Firebenders came up with this game. Uh, it is reminiscent of a Agni Kai, okay. except it is controlled and safe Not within certain zones. <laughs> yeah, but also. Every team has has one of each bender that is like available on it mm-hmm. <laughs> because because like air because air bending is not available. Um, and with that, uh, uh, it seems like uh, the entire field's metal, and they can only use uh, the ma- the materials that are on the field. Um, something yeah. that that I thought was weird. Um, and it might just be mm-hmm. because they never really talked about it during like the first series is that yeah. they they always talk about like they are running out of steam and, and then they can't bend anymore. It's like we never saw that in like the original what? series. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, people just yeah, I mean, bended. I mean, they might get tired, <laughs> but they didn't just yeah. oop. My like my my, my like magic powers depleted. Better yeah, go drink some green unless, potion. Mm-hmm, that doesn't happen unless you get Thai weed, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, the fire ferrets end up winning the match by, like, a hair, because ultimately it ends with random no-name dude who's the third member of the team. And, oh, wait, no, he has a name. It's, like, Hishuk or something. Uh, Haddock? I did not write it down. Yeah, I didn't write it down either. <laughs> random guy who we don't that's need to care much about. I, yeah, that's how much I liked him. Yeah, um. <laughs> uh, him and Bolin get knocked out the ring, and then uh, Maka does some cool-looking moves and single-handedly wins the match for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, then the game ends, and Cora's ecstatic, getting to check out her first pro-bending game in person, in box seats, front yeah. and center. 
Um, yeah, she congratulates them on the match. Um, Mako still very angsty. And oh, uh, uh, oh, um, you're still here. Oh, you're still a jerk. Uh, Leslie, yeah, I swear I am in a healthy relationship with with my boyfriend, but if you treat me poorly in an anime, like you're my guy. Yeah, he's the Sundere of the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Treat me shitty, but but then like blush about it, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let your guard down later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then I I think Bowen mentions like, yeah, you should join too. It's like, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I actually happen to be a waterbender and an earthbender and a firebender, and everyone's confused. And <laughs> Bowen's oh my like, gosh. Hey, and then I, l- like, <laughs> uh, I I love how Bowen was was like, oh, well, like. I didn't assume you were oh, a thunder because, like, you know, the the whole water tribe outfit, you know, I thought you were a, like, water tribe gal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's cool because I also happen to be an earthbender, too. It's like, yeah. okay, that's weird. And Maka's like, you're the avatar and I'm an idiot. Like, got it. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Which uh-huh. is a total Zuko move. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Zuko light. So then Cora asks if Bolin can teach her a couple moves. So Wink. then they do some. Yeah. <laughs> Bolin's just like ecstatic. And yeah, so Bolin's teaching her a couple moves and some pro bending techniques. And his advice is eerily similar to some advice that Tenzin has been giving her about airbending. I don't know. The whole having to be light on your feet thing and uh, not just flying in head forward, face forward. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so which is a direct con, which is which is that which is a direct contrast to to what Toph talked to Aang about about like learning earth bending, and that's yeah. and that's like because, your hard rock stance. Yeah, because Korra's already forceful enough that because she is so forceful, she she can slide on the footwork. You, mm-hmm. you you know Toph is yeah. so forceful Toph can do things very very quickly very very light on her feet it it seems like and Cora talks about this later but but it but it seems like she was taught like textbook bending but like Aang was was taught by mostly self self taught benders, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because of that, Ang's Ang's bending was more dynamic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yep. So Cora's super excited for pro bending, but she's not so excited to have to go back to air bending training. So cut from her looking elated to her looking just absolutely annoyed yeah. and frustrated oh, at air bending. Um, um this is where they like subtly say that like oh like um like um we live in the oh, attic yeah <laughs> and then i was i was on that it's like oh okay dead parents sad you're both sad okay sad boys got it, got it. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I, I like that trope it's dumb 
I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like it too. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that is how Cora will learn about like racial inequality and and just homelessness in <laughs> Republic City. People be because maybe oh no they won't they they aren't going to talk about racism because like mako and bolin are like technically mixed race right please no i don't i don't i don't need that in cora please i don't know mm, i have done enough in real life <laughs> oh no okay well um well cora has 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 no patience no she's still trying to ram herself through the obstacle course to no avail and gets so frustrated that she proceeds to fire bin the hell out of it and completely destroy (sighs) the 2000 year old heirloom this is where i got so angry at her something doesn't work you just set it on fire fire what what kind of crap is that yeah Clearly, she did not get taught the lesson, fire is life, but not just destruction. Because <laughs> like, geez. I mean, or, it's, or it's like, some season one Zuko shit, let's be honest. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I am pretty sure Zuko set fire to a bunch of things season one because he was just upset. And he burned down Kyoshi. <laughs> island yeah i mean that was for the avatar but i like specifically mean i mean there was that like one there there was that one point where like um zuko just um just threw iroh's tea overboard because he was just sick of iroh (laughs) it's like rude or the through the the pie show tea (laughs) tile two (laughs) that was so funny though oh no that was was i was in my sleeve the whole time what <laughs> i honestly the more i think about it i feel like iroh did that on purpose because he didn't want zuko to go through this wild goose chase anymore so he's just kind of trying to stall that's my head cannon. oh so he yeah. just like pretended that he lost his life by show tile for a bit yeah um i think that well i think that iroh needed some like info from more uh order of order of the old people slash like white lotus uh to and that's why he went to a port and and was like okay let's let, let's just go around and just waste time yep get creepy like, mon- this monkey statue, statue. Yep. <laughs> okay yeah so um oh, yeah. Cora, Cora sets a 2000 year old treasure on fire um it's been two days, Cora. Calm down. Jesus. Yeah. And Tenzin's rightfully like, what is wrong with you? And again, I love his cape that goes up in the wind when he snaps. Oh, so good. <laughs> and Cora is just starts yelling at him like, well, you, you must just be a terrible teacher because I can't seem to airbend after like a day of trying to do it. Yeah, like so. calm down, Cora. Well, yeah. This is also her coming from a coming from a place of yeah so i've been able to bend everything else since i was four so mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's definitely frustrating and it's like it's hard sometimes to critique cora's character because ah man i i do feel like the fact that she is a woman does get in the way of trying to give some proper criticism like i don't want to mm. step on it's like sometimes i question like is the reason why i'm annoyed with this because she's a woman or or no 
And like, I don't know. Like, I think it's genuinely frustrating to see any main character oh. do this. Like, yeah, especially um, <laughs> like who yeah, would do that? <laughs> other than the but. burning, other, uh, other than setting the things on fire, I think she's fine to act out. But she set those things on fire, and mm. that's rude. Yeah, I do. I, do. I did so not like that. But uh, but mm, um, like objectively, but, um, it's rude. yeah. But later on, um, I do think that she gave a full and correct apology yeah like a like a fully realized mm-hmm. apology that that isn't just forced upon yeah and you know that's that's what i like about this character overall um there are some stumbles she's still a kid. but yeah I, yeah one she's a, a kid she's a, a hormonal teenager one uh Wing. number two yeah emphasis on the hormones later not just for cora for everybody <laughs> who's a teenager in this I, show <laughs> i love that like they are they are of a age that i'm fine shipping them <laughs> yeah it's like age appropriate <laughs> they're not 12 yes <laughs> yeah and you know too i think she does a lot of the time learn from her mistakes yeah oh yeah as the show progresses so that's cool so again, I'm all for flaws as long as they get acknowledged and um, the characters learn from them. It's kind of like how Sokka starts the show as a miso- as a misogynist, basically. Yeah, and a Sokka's sexist. a brat. Yeah, and like over time, he gets called out on that shit, and like across season one, especially, like he grows mm-hmm. out of that. So, yeah, yeah, I I think that that the short amount of time the show had might have not been in um in um Cora's favor in this case because if if it was a 24 episode season other than the 12 episode season where they were only planning to have 12 episodes um I think that we would have gotten a like at least one more episode buffer before this happened I think that it that it would have been more more similar pacing to Avatar, where 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 we wouldn't have this problem, and also I think that they wanted to show the extremes because the extremes are funny. Mm-hmm. Her like burning burning down two thousand dollars spinny tops, hilarious. Tenzin Tenzin getting like soup getting like super upset with her about it and then like uh 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 uh, uh her, his youngest boy saying you're 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 a terrible teacher daddy and then like picking the remnants of it oh so God. funny so well like well um, well like the girls like hug like 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 hug like hug him to, to like comfort him Mila was so extra i love it oh Mila's great oh. it's <laughs> it's it's so funny and like uh on that we we saw katara have the same anger have the same not 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 like the exact like but, same qualities but like we saw when katara uh, i feel like that was, was slightly like, different though because i mean well katara's she, getting mad for like kind of a more understandable reason the guy she was angry at was a sexist asshole oh no 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 i was no i was more talking could 
Katara got angry. Uh, uh, the like analog that I am trying to do is just when like um Katara was was just trying to like teach herself water bending. Oh, okay. And yeah. then Aang she blows up at Aang. <laughs> yeah, and then like Aang is Aang is just this bystander, but like Katara just yells at him and doesn't destroy something. And I think that that that's uh that that's like Korra's like fatal flaw it is it is that she is so physical that when she's angry she punches things she breaks things when ang is angry he runs away yeah uh which one of them is more destructive like physically but one of them's more just dis- more di- dis- destructive emotionally at least mm-hmm. Cora's talking about it when like ang would just bottle it up put it off forever yeah that is true i don't know i so. think that i i think that it's easier to be harder on cora because cora's 16 she's a bit older and also unlike katara uh where 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 like we see her act like like a brat um we haven't had a we haven't had a few hours with her we've only had half an hour <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a fair argument so yeah and then cut to Tenzin just being so tired and frustrated like I don't know how to get through to her and then <laughs> cut to Janora like Janora please do not please promise me your teenager teenage Janora years won't be like this yeah <laughs> Janora just looks up from the book she's reading she's like I make no such promises and goes back to reading <laughs> <laughs> And in a way, though, I feel like that quote is kind of sums up a lot of how people feel about this particular season (laughs) sometimes. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, without, like, giving too much away. Like, the fact that they are teenagers is, like, a plot point, essentially, (laughs) in this season, especially. For better and worse. (laughs) It is interesting. Well, okay. Basically, teenagers happened because people didn't have to worry about where they were getting their their next meal and because of that people could go to school longer and be and because of that children who like used to only be children or or married agent adults in the middle teenage years had the ability to 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 still live at home to go to school and to basically have all of those teenage grease autonomy types of types of ed- adventures that people before the 1900s couldn't have. I mean, the concept of being a teenager didn't didn't show up until the early 1900s and it didn't even stick until basically after World War II. Before, That's true. yeah. Before then, uh, pe- pe- people didn't talk about teenagers as as being a real thing. So, so I think that it is really interesting to kind of compare, uh, kind of the maturity and the actions of of um the of like the Cora gang versus 
through the lens that the Avatar gang, even though they were children, they were expected to act like adults. It it was fine for kids to be traveling alone. It was fine for Aang to be like traveling the world. All of them had so many pressures on their shoulders. But in but in Korra, kids that are Korra's age are teenagers. <laughs> like <laughs> like we know now. And they were basically expected to act like teenagers. Um and and I think that will be a really interesting thing as things develop. Yeah. Good point. Yep. So at this point, uh, Cora goes back to the arena to go check out another game. And turns out no name guy whose name we didn't bother to write down just ghosted him. <laughs> so yeah. well, because, because Mako's a dick. Sorry. Sorry. He's not the greatest. I um, love him. Definitely my type. Treat <laughs> treat me terribly. <laughs> I'm like 70% kidding. Um, but um, yeah, Mako kept on nagging him and just like treating him crappy. So he didn't want to come yeah, back. Yeah, I can only imagine how the, the, the team and culture environment is not the greatest. <laughs> Plus like Bolin's Mako's brother. It must be hard to be oh. the third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure Bolin would be the kind of person who would, like, try his best to support the other person, but, like, also, it's his brother. The ladies! So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Cora shows up right when they're freaking out over trying to find a third player in time for this match. So, Cora's like, I'll do it. And they're like, well, you don't have any training or experience. She's like, well, I'm a quick study, so whatever. <laughs> Yeah. I, uh yeah, with, so they reluctantly which, agree to it. I think this is a neat turn because um before this, everyone thought well like Aang, um Aang specifically, when 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 like, people found out that Aang was the avatar, a hundred percent trust in him. He mm -hmm. is the best bender that has oh, like yeah. ever existed. Mm -hmm. He he is just a he is just a perfect vision of a person. Uh but mm -hmm. like Cora I I guess because people saw her talk on the radio, saw her at that press at that press yeah. conference, they're like, eh, she's <laughs> learning. But that's but that's the thing though. Like this is also a sport. It's kind of like if you learn how to do a flip, that's cool. But if you do like formal gymnastics competitions, there's like certain yes. rules and techniques that you have to tweak in order to do that flip in a way where you'll actually get points type deal. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess I think that's what they're really alluding to. Like you have not practiced the sport. Like sure you can bend, but like there's a lot of things that you cannot do with the bending style that you use. <laughs> so, and, and it's like, you know, it's like boxing. It's like, you can't just deck a person there are rules as to what you can and can't do in boxing even yeah, and <laughs> so. cora does not know the rules as we no. will see <laughs> yeah she yep so she goes for it mako remarks that this girl is crazy and oh there just happens to conveniently be a uniform cora size <laughs> so i guess it worked out i mean the <laughs> other guy probably left his uniform that, that is that is why her well um um, it, well, it kind of slid down her face, so so I think it fits well. I, I think it fits well enough, but I don't think the helmet fits great. 
Oh, I wasn't paying that much attention. So yeah, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Cool. So yeah, the match starts. Tenzin is wondering where Cora went off to. And when he learns that she's gone to go back to the Probenane arena, he his face <laughs> so great. Uh, Tenzin has Katara's temper. <laughs> I think so too. I think that's where the temper comes from. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> that's pretty great. And then once again, he as he angrily walks away, <laughs> his I cape just, whips away the wind. It's cool. It's cool cape. I love Hot it. Hot dad I cape. I, yep. <laughs> Yeah, so match starts. Cora is kind of sabotaging the team inadvertently because she doesn't know what she's doing. She doesn't know the rules. She doesn't know the rules. She throws a guy off the side of the ring. <laughs> just at random. Uh, and obviously she gets she gets fouled for it, and uh, all these other things that are not legal. And yeah, she doesn't know all the rules. And then she, again, because she gets frustrated, she whips out something other than water bending. Uh, ah, I hated it. You're cheating. cheating. Yeah. So the announcer is confused. It's pretty great. Like, uh, yeah, I guess yeah. she just ur- firebend it. Or is this a penalty? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> yeah, I think the ref is like, foul, I think. think? Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, because they didn't really have a rule for in the event the Avatar <laughs> comes on the scene. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, they quickly agree that it's cool she plays as long as she sticks to one element. So, Cora needs to stick to water. And so the match continues. Tenzin eventually shows up at one point and is just getting secondhand embarrassment watching Cora fuck up so badly <laughs> in <Aww>. this match. <laughs> and just throwing it for the team, essentially. Um. Yeah, so he's not pleased. Cora gets knocked out the ring at one point, and <laughs> here comes a very angry-looking Tenzin. And Cora blows up at him like, well, I should be learning more modern styles of bending instead of whatever you want to show me because you're a terrible teacher. <laughs> and Which, oof. Ugh. It feels very much like, uh, like a child talking to, like, like a teenager talking to their parent or grandparent. Yep. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like, you got to get with the times. This is the times. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she goes up to once again, seemingly get her ass beat again. And during this last match, I think the, it's basically tied at this point. Um, Mako and uh, Bolin get knocked out. And then mm-hmm. Cora's hanging on by a thread. She's like literally on the edge of the platform at this point about to go in. And then she finally takes a note from Tenzin's book about uh being light-footed yeah being yeah being light-footed and being like a leaf and um doing basically the same airbending technique that it takes to get through that obstacle course so uh yeah so then she dodges all the attacks and stuff while literally on the edge of the platform mm-hmm. Tenzin is looking very impressed Tenzin's and, happy mm-hmm, and she ends up being patient enough to bob and weave until eventually there is the opportunity to strike and she wins the, the game for the team. And I love Tenzin's. <laughs> Tenzin's he's like, Whoa. <laughs> and then he looks around and he's like, oh, <laughs> shoot, like straightens his shirt. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Tenzin's a great character. I love Tenzin so much. <laughs> I think Tenzin is 
probably my favorite character. Yeah, you get so much from him in only two episodes, and and you know exactly who he is. Mm-hmm. I think his character animation is very good. I love his facial expressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like his angry whipping the wind as he walks away strut. <laughs> and I, I like his restraint. It's great. He's a great character. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so everyone's really happy about this and surprised. <laughs> and then it cuts to Korra back at Air Temple Island after the victory. And <laughs> the White Lotus people are helping put the 2,000-year-old heirloom obstacle course back together. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And Gore's like, yeah, sorry about that. And Tenzin apologizes too. It's like, yeah, I should have been more patient with you as well. So I guess we both needed to learn a lesson in patience. Um, yeah. So and then at this point, Corey's like, okay, I will try to be more patient with this airbending thing. And Tenzin's like, likewise. And Cora's like, oh, by the way, I also signed up to be a permanent member of the Fire Ferrets team. So we practice on Tuesdays and Thursdays from like 8 to 11. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we are going to be in the finals in a few weeks. Bye. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, okay. Uh, but I, he's, he's cool with it now because it turns out pro bending seemed to be like a good analog for the things that she needs to learn for airbending. So. He's letting her go with it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate Cora's apology, even though we have given her a lot of shit this episode. Cora gives a fully thought out, fully fleshed, fully, fully realized apology, where she knows that she has done wrong and she is lit and she is legitimately sorry for it. Mm-hmm. And I think. That that really stro- shows the strength of her character because she can make she can make mistakes, but but she can learn from them. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And that's why I am a Cora supporter. Yeah. For the bulk of the show. Yeah, we'll so- see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so we end the episode. The the episode ends. Um, so, um, broody Aladdin Mako's looking out, uh, look, it's looking out at the castle where, um, where, um, Katara Jazz, Katara Jasmine, Jasmine is just staring at, at, like, the same, the same place that, like, both of them are, and, and like, is there a love triangle gonna happen? Did they did they do this because people really wanted Zoo and Tara to happen? I don't think they would be good together. They're, they they like they both seem hot headed. I don't know. We have to <laughs> continue the show to find out. Yeah, but also the Aladdin Jasmine thing was a lot, right? It, it was totally. I am. I completely agree. I wrote that in my notes too. <laughs> Jesus, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. uh, I will have more to say about them as the and the, and their dynamic as the show progresses. I'm like <laughs> trying to restrain myself because yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't know if they if they do like the teenager thing. What I think is going to happen 
is that um, um, they are going to try to make it work. Bolin's going to be upset about it, but then he is going to get over it because he seems well because he seems well adjusted and then i think both of them are going to realize that they're better off as friends and that and that they don't have to be a couple or like maybe everyone just 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 dates everyone and this show is is like it is (laughs) it's it's just one big orgy by the end of it yeah but i do think (laughs) that that they are going to heavily insinuate that they get together by the end of season one because I think that they wanted to to bring Zutara people joy. <laughs> I feel I feel that I feel like in a lot of ways, yeah, they're trying to ap- appeal to the Zutara crowd. Which I mean, I call her one, Katara because it's basically Zuko yeah. Katara staring out mm-hmm. over like Agrabah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's like I on top of that. The world. <laughs> yep (laughs) i'll save you from the pirates oh my god you rise with the moon i rise rise with the sun sun. (laughs) oh man it's so so bad good oh my god plus it doesn't help that his name's mako named after the voice actor for iroh so immediately your mind is already in the zuko realm anyway so Yeah. yeah plus he's a firebender so yep yep <laughs> yeah, and, oh, she is, and she's the avatar who <laughs> has never had friends <laughs> yeah i have friends i definitely have friends 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 friends, friends, friends. friends. <laughs> i love my friends ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so um good episode um i see the pairings happening <laughs> um i hope that they that they have Cora learn more learn more patience as time goes on and I think she will um I am still upset <laughs> that Sokka's not in the show <laughs> um but I but I really like Bolin and Mako I think that they work well together and like even though we haven't seen them a lot um I think that just the Avatar writers really do sibling relationships right so i am excited just to see their like relationship together cool cool yeah so i still enjoyed this episode a lot in some ways it's kind of on the nose regarding the whole she sucks at airbending but it's like the same problem that she's having with pro bending and it turns out oh i need to use my airbending skills or Mm -hmm. techniques in order to figure out yeah, totally. and vice versa yeah <laughs> but i mean I, I still enjoy it i think i like the intro to uh to bullen and mako i like tenzin a lot still i love his kids uh, uh yeah <laughs> so good it's, it's so i like the introduction of pro bending i think pro bending is still pretty cool at this point it is it, it is a really cool game i i am i am interested to see if i like them doing it a whole lot more yeah and yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I was here for the Mako Korra ship <laughs> once upon a time. Yeah, like, Tara didn't happen. Yeah, this is like my future. Both of them are adults. Ish. They're still they are they're still yeah. teens. But <laughs> ish, like, ish. I mean, 
They're like 16. I'm 16, Daddy. Ariel got married at 16. (laughs) I don't know what what, you mean. Jasmine was what? 15? How old was Jasmine? She was like 16. Yeah, 15, 16. Jasmine age. 15 or 16? I I like to say 16. They're all 16. Wait, no, Jasmine's 15. yeah, it's it says sixteen, but also fifteen. They they might have aged her up a little bit in mm-hmm. like post. Yeah, and Aladdin was thirty three. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Jasmine is soon to be sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's it. And yeah. So get hyped because next time we will be talking about book one, chapter three, the revelation. Oh, so, sounds like something big's gonna happen. Otherwise, we wouldn't call it the revelation. Yeah, are they gonna bomb Republic City because oh, of the Benders? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it's just a case of oh, I remembered where the lychee juice is. <laughs> mm. You want a revolution? I want a revelation. revelation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they are gonna hand out pamphlets. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> History is happening in Manhattan, and we just happen to be in the greatest city in the world. In the greatest city in the world. <laughs> so uh, until next time, stay blaming. <laughs> <laughs>